0: Let us get into our word for today. Y'all feeling good? Hallelujah. You feeling unstoppable? You feeling unstoppable? You should be. I told you, the Father told me on Saturday morning, he said, I created you in my image. I created you in my image according to my likeness is something you don't know because you didn't create yourself. I know your potential. I know what you can do. You don't know it. And if you think you see like me, then you have no faith. (laughs) He see, he know how he know what he has imparted into his children. He knows your strengths. He knows your weaknesses. He knows where he wants to take you. He knows when he wants you to be there. So what is the word? Trust me. The Bible says to walk by faith and not by. Come on. Not by sight, not by what you see, not by how you feel. If you are being controlled by what you see and what you feel, there's no faith there. I know what I created you to do. I created you in my image. (laughs) I created you according to my likeness. I wanted you to be a God. I want you to be on my level. Your ways are not mine. Your thoughts are not mine. But if you sit in my presence long enough, I'll take you there. I'll take you there. I'll get you there, but I need you to stay baptized. I need you to stay in my presence. I need you to stay seeking my face. I created you in my image. Come on. According to my likeness. He said, that's why I said, ask. Because you don't know. That's why I said, seek. Cause you don't know. That's why I said knock. I want to open the door. But I need you to understand first and foremost that I created you. It was me. Signed, Abba. Hallelujah. Now we're going to get into our word for today. We're still on our series, Works of the Holy Spirit. Works of the Holy Spirit. Our first message was the Godhead and the distribution of all things because there's no need to understand the Godhead or you can't appropriate the things that the Godhead wants you to have if you don't understand how the distribution happens. Yes, there's a father. Yes, there's a son. Yes, there's a Holy Spirit. But why do I need to know that? Because there's a distribution of things. The father created all things. He created all things through his son. The Holy Spirit is there to reveal the father, to reveal the son, to reveal the kingdom. So that's why the next message we taught was the goal is to be baptized. The goal is baptism. The goal is not to get the Holy Spirit. The goal is not to just hear the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I will baptize you with it. I want to immerse you in it. I want to submerge you in it. Then the next message was to stay baptized. Stay baptized, because there's gonna be things that try to pull you out. Number one thing is the world. They're gonna try to pull you out. The next, your flesh, come on, your flesh. How many of y'all know you your own worst problem? Uh Uh-oh. How many of y'all know you your own worst problem? I know we want to push it on everybody else. It's their fault. That's the way it works. The Democrats say it's the Republicans' fault. The Republicans say it's the Democrats' fault. It's mankind's fault. Come on. We are our worst enemies, our flesh. Amen? That's why Paul said, I put my flesh up under subjection. You can't do that if you don't stay baptized. So stay baptized, stay in the spirit. Don't just get in and get out. Don't go and pray in prayer, get the presence and then walk out of prayer and there's no presence. There's no life. There's no love, there's no liberation. There's no strength. Stay baptized, I can't do it in my own strength. I got to stay baptized. I need to hear him over the noise. You got to stay baptized. Every, let me get to the word. Let me get to the word. The teaching on today, the title is Compound Unity. Compound Unity. Compound is when there's two or more components in the thing. Unity deals with when there's two or more things that make up one. Amen? Now, some examples of a compound unity is one, marriage. It takes a husband and a wife to make a marriage. Another one is water. It takes those hydrogen and that oxygen to have water. You can't have water without the hydrogen and the oxygen. You can't have marriage... Without a man and a woman, we got to say that. (laughs) You got to say that nowadays. Another one is family. We are one family. But it's many of us. The Bible calls us the body of Christ. One body, but many of us. It's a compound unity. You can't be the body by yourself. Hallelujah. You might be in the spirit. <laughs> Psh, whatever, I right, look. Hallelujah, come on, vibe with it. <laughs> vibe with it, it's all we can do, right? Vibe with it. That ain't an issue. Hallelujah. Another one is nation. We are one nation. It takes many of us to make up a nation. A nation does not consist of one color group of people. It does not consist of one race of people. A nation consists of the human race. Whites, blacks, Puerto Ricans, whatever. One nation, it's a compound unity. Now, the goal is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. We must stay submerged while the Holy Spirit works in us. The Father, his heart, his love. The Son, his divine nature and the kingdom, the lifestyle. I'm gonna say this scripture several times. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in his presence. Say amen. Amen. The kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in his presence. Say amen. amen. So if you don't have righteousness, joy, and peace, you can't have the kingdom. That's a reason to stay baptized. That's a reason to seek his face. So in the same way, in dealing with compound unity, in the same way, God is love, right? God is love. God is not trying to love. God is love. We can't separate God from love. Therefore, we can't say that we have God, but have no love. Oh, nobody want to hear that. We can't say that we have love, but we don't do it God's way. That's why the Greek were proficient at, at the English language is so dense. Okay. It's so shallow. In the Greek, they have agape love, agapoa love. Phileo, love. Eros, love. For us in the English language, we just say love. (laughs) But not so in Scripture. In Scripture, love has to be connected with God. It can't be connected with flesh. It can't be connected with uh, 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 just words. It has to be an action behind it. Amen? Now... Love is a fruit of the spirit. Love is a fruit of the spirit. Now love is a fruit of the spirit. Now a fruit is a fruit of the spirit. Now a fruit is a process of producing a product. It's a fruit of the spirit. So if you say that you walk in the Spirit, love has to be there. It has to be there. Now there are nine fruit of the Spirit. Love, say love. Joy. Peace. Kindness. Goodness. Gentleness. Patience. Faithfulness. Self-control. Now, you can pull the scripture up. Out of all of those nine, God said he is love. The Bible doesn't say that God is peace. It doesn't say God is self-controlled, that he is good. Now, we know he is good, but the scripture consistently and constantly says this one thing, that God is what? Love. That's the compound unity that we're going to discuss today, that God is love. So if God is love, then what is the Holy Spirit trying to work in us? Love. If God is love and and the goal is baptism, hmm? (laughs) And, and, and we're trying to stay baptized, then what is the Holy Spirit trying to work in us? Y'all agitated? I'm just messing with you. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. So when I walk in those things, there's no way I can offend the Father. Okay, when I walk in those things, that's when you, can, you know that I'm like the sun. When I walk in those nine fruit, that's how you know I'm a kingdom citizen. That's how you know that God is my father and I'm living from his household is these nine right here. But of, of all nine of those fruit, love is the only one... that. That describes God. Now, of the nine, love is the fruit. It doesn't say the fruits, it doesn't say the fruits of the spirit. Now we have nine. That's it should be plural, right? It should be plural. It doesn't say the love the, the, but the, the fruits of the spirit. It doesn't say the fruits of the spirit, it says the fruit. And the reason why is because love is the fruit. The other eight are the essence of love. The other eight are the essence of love. So I can't have God. Now, what are we talking about? What's the the title of the teaching today? Okay, compound unity. So you can't have God is love. Amen. So we can't have love without having God. We can't say we love and it not be God's way, okay? But if we're going to identify those, the, what love is, it can only be done through joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So these eight make up the one. If I say I have the one, I must, have the, I must show the eight. In studying this, this was not the original teaching for the day, okay? In studying, it took a, a weird, a awkward turn in studying numbers. Because when I thought about the, us as a body, and what the Father is trying to do, the first thing that came to my mind, Chris, was unity. Was unity. Then when I went to study God, I, and I saw that God is love, I said, you know what, I said, let me seek out and search and see what the number one signifies. You can put it up there. So, the number one signifies This is through studying. When I went to research and see what the number one stood for, the first thing I seen was compound unity. (laughs) Now, initially, I just thought unity. But I saw compound unity. Further looking into it, it said God. Then it said source. Then it said love. So, the number one stands for God, it stands for love, that He's the source, and compound unity, which means you got to have a lot of those things to say that you're in God. I got receipts. No love, no God. No God, no love. This is what's wrong with the world. The world has their own definition of what love is. Love is revealed through the eight essential qualities, joy and peace. Love is revealed through kindness, goodness, gentleness, patience, faithfulness, and self-control. So the absence of these eight reveals what I do and don't have. So without joy and peace, there's no love. Furthermore, if you don't have joy and peace, the issue at hand is this. You don't know how much he loves you. If you don't have joy and peace, it's because you don't realize how much the Father loves you. If you have an issue being kind to people, there's no love there. Come on now. Clap your hands. Get on your feet. Come on. I mean, come on now. You should be excited about this. Not really. I know it hurt. It sting. It punched you in the stomach. I grew up, I grew up this week. I had to go through several things this week in which this word came right back to my mind. And I, and I had to live it. In which I, things, Renee, I could have, should have got offended. But when I looked and, and, and said I was a child of God, I had no choice but to love. I had no choice but to love. It don't matter if you offend me. Nine times out of ten, the offense comes to see if you have love. Uh. (laughs) It comes to test your spirituality. A lot of times the the, the things that happen in your life, they're happening to see if you really have peace. The Bible says that you're supposed to have a peace that surpasses all understanding. Jesus said, I give you peace, not the peace of the world when everything is good. My pockets is fair. I ain't got no problems. Everybody's for me. Not that type of peace. A peace where everybody talking about you. Everybody against you. Your name in everybody's mouth. Nobody believes in you. Everybody got something to say. And you still, hey, love you. <laughs> you still don't care. It doesn't bother you. Why? Because it's a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's some things that the Father, that you're gonna go through, and you're only gonna go through it because He's trying to work peace in you. Actually, when you don't have peace, that's the time to get baptized in the Spirit. That ain't the time to lash out, that ain't the time to complain. That ain't the time to stop praying. That's the time to enter into worship. It ain't the time to sit and be despondent and have a morose. Come on now. We got to do more than say we're children of God. There's some actions behind this thing. And so we can't say that we have love and we don't have the other eight. We can't say we're godly and and we don't possess these eight. So. What is the Holy Spirit trying to work in us? Love. But love is revealed through what? The being like the father, being like the son and walking in the kingdom. Why should we stay baptized? So those eight can be worked in us. What is the proof that the baptism is at work in us? Those eight. Peace, joy, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Now, in doing this number search, I looked up the number eight. Eight signifies a new beginning. So to the degree that those eight are in me, there's a new beginning in my life. Okay? Eight signifies super abundant and satiating. Eight signifies abounding in strength. It signifies worship, resurrection, and regeneration. Eternity. So to the degree I have those eight, there's always, there can always be a new beginning. What do I mean by that? There's levels to this thing. Okay, when I first get saved, the Father is trying to work these eight things in me. Why? Because God is what? Love. So what is the Holy Spirit trying to work in us? Love. How does he do it? Through these eight. By us staying baptized. This is how you level up. You want to level up in the spirit? Work on those eight. To the degree that you work on those eight, you go to the next level. It's, I hope y'all hear me, not just listening, because to the degree that you have those in you, is the door will open for you. To the degree that you don't have them, the door will close. Because the father is not trying to open doors for rude children. He's not trying to open doors for complainers. He's not trying to open doors so you can be, so you can uh, 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 not be good. If he opens a door, he wants you to reveal his goodness. He wants you to reveal his patience. He wants you to reveal his kindness. If he opens the door for you, when he opens the door, he wants you to go through the door, but he wants you to represent his name. It's a compound unit. You can't have the blessings without this. And we say we have a lot of things, or we profess a lot of things that we want, but we don't bother to work with these eight. And it's not easy. Oh, we finna grow up. We finna grow up. It means super-abundant and satiating, which means to the degree that you have those eight things, you possess the abundant life. You have humility. It means abounding in strength, which means to the ability that you have these eight, you're strong spiritually or you're weak. It means worship. Which means to the degree we see these eight, we know that we have a life of worship. Okay? Also, it lets us know when we enter in worship what we should be seeking for. When I go before my Heavenly Father, Father, I need peace that surpasses all understanding. I need joy that is unspeakable. Father, teach me how to be kind. Teach me how to be good. Teach me how to be patient. This is a big one right here. Teach me how to be faithful. That's a hard one. Because as soon as somebody does something we don't like, we cut off our faithfulness to them. Soon as we don't get our way, we withdraw. Self-control. We have to be able to control our spirit, our feelings. This is what the heart transplant was all about. Absorbing his love so that you can become like him. It means resurrection and regeneration, which which means to be quickened to a new life. So to the degree I have these, I get the new life. I can't say I'm like Christ and I don't have the eight. I and my father are one. What is he talking about? <laughs> Compound unity. My father is love, so I have no choice. I only do what my father tell me to do. Everything my father tells me to do, Kenan, will be in love. If it ain't in love, he didn't tell you to do it. If it ain't in love, he didn't tell you to say it. It means eternity. To the degree that I have these eight, I get an eternal perspective, which means I get to see you how he sees you. The Bible says... Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. This is crazy. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Then it tells you to have a heavenly mindset. Then it tells you to think eternally. What is he trying to do? He's trying to raise us to be like him. That's it. Why? So he can open the door. The door would not open without these eight. I'm going to show you something. Question. If God is love, then what is the Holy Spirit trying to work in us? Love. Wait, hold on. What? Now, if you say love, it's God. (laughs) If you say God, it's love. So the Holy Spirit trying to work those eight in us is to get love in us so that we can actually be like God so that we can. He can open doors and we can walk through them. Without those eight, there are no blessings. Bible says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Come on. Blessed are those who endure persecution. Blessed are the meek. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of the sinner or sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And he meditates on it day and night until he becomes like. So we need some meditation on these eight. We need meditation on these eight so we can become like a tree planted by a river. Come on. Spirit won't stop moving in your life. It won't stop moving. What's stopping it? Love is stopping it. Peace is stopping it. I can't give you that. You don't have peace. I can't push you through that door. I can't put you in that position. You have no joy. I can't put you above people. You have no kindness. (laughs) I know you want the promotion, but where's your gentleness? Love is only visible through the eight. Amen? Love is only visible through the eight. Now, love is the why. It's the why we seek his face. That's why you have to understand the love cycle. Receive his love, love myself, give the love away. That's the love cycle. Receive his love, love myself, then give it away. We trying to, yep. We trying to love, hmm, hmm. We're trying to love with no evidence of the eight. Now, love plus those eight equals nine fruit of the spirit, right? Now, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what happens? Okay. I'm going to do that again. Let me do that again. Seek first the kingdom of God and his what? And everything else will what? Yes. It'll be added. If I seek first the kingdom. The Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace in his presence. Seek first. The kingdom, why? Because the kingdom is righteousness, joy, and peace. Joy and peace are what? A part of the fruit. So love plus the eight equal nine. Now we're going to go on another number tour. Give me the, not the number nine. Nine means fruitfulness. Nine is the number of the Holy Spirit. Nine means finality and judgment. Nine also means to not give the glory, which is minus nine. So if you don't have those nine, then that means you're not giving him the glory. Which means you're like a fruit that got plucked from a tree, but when we squashed you, there was no juice. It was empty. Nine means fruitfulness. When I was studying this, the Holy Spirit prompted me, fruitfulness, garden. Fruitfulness, garden. He put them in Eden, in where? The garden. So the first thing I did was, I looked up on, uh, I googled the number nine and the Garden of Eden. And it took me to Y'all don't, it's not, you can write it down. Genesis chapter 2, verse 9. Where it reads, it says, Out of the ground the Lord caused every tree to grow that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. It says, The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's why those nine, the number nine means fruitfulness. Because the same way he planted Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, he wants to plant you and position you in the Holy Spirit. Until what? Those nine grow. Until you become that nine. Nine means finality and judgment, so which means whatever you're asking for him, whatever you're asking him to give you, it will be because of those nine that you receive it. A lot of times we'll pray and say it's not, no, it's not just, it's not that the prayer isn't working. It's the individual who's praying the prayer lacks the nine. Our Father, with art in heaven, hallowed be your name. We got to get order. That's order. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Now give me. Our Father, which art in heaven, we're going to make your name holy. All right? We're going to make your kingdom come. We, we want your will to be done. Now give us. Our Father, which art in heaven, is how Jesus said, "Pray." The Son, they said, nobody knows the Father, except the Son, and whoever He choose to reveal it, I'm revealing it. Our Father, which art in heaven, your name is. We're gonna make your name holy. We're not gonna make our name holy. We're not gonna put our name out there. Your kingdom come, that's our desire, our heart's desire. That's what we want more than anything. We want your kingdom to come. We want your will, which means we want your intentions, we want your purpose, we want your love to come. We want it in our life, we want it in our family, we want it in our business. Don't ask for a business and you're not going to love the employees. Come on now. You just want money. You don't want the... The most successful businesses are for what? The people, right? They work for the people. The most successful companies are those who cater their love for people. Then... I went and looked at 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. Now, it's it's not written down, but you can take the notes. And in there, I saw nine unrighteous acts that prohibits one from inheriting the kingdom. Hmm. Let me read those. It reads, it says, or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, let me give you some understanding here. The unrighteous will not. Why? Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy, and peace. So the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. We ain't talking about going to heaven. We're talking about your purpose and your destiny. We're talking about everything that the kingdom has for you. Every reward, every blessing, every opportunity, every door will be closed if you're unrighteous. The father says, until you get this thing right, I can't do that. Why? Because I can never send you through a door where you can't represent me. I would not do it. It says the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do not be deceived. (laughs) Y'all tracking? Y'all tracking? Hallelujah. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Meaning don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself to thinking that the things I'm about to list, you can walk in them and still have me and have everything I have for you. Do not be deceived, which means if you're doing it, stop. Because we will continue to seek the father for a thing and these things are still in our life. Stop and get baptized in the spirit. It's a privilege and an honor for us to be able to stay baptized in his spirit all day long. It says, do not be deceived, neither sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor greedy people, nor habitually drunk folks, Nor verbal abusers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And this sums up America. This sums up America. Sexually immoral, idolatry, adultery, homosexuality, thievery, greedy, Habitually drunk. And that ain't just alcohol, it's pride, envy. Verbally abusing. They talk about the president, they talk about the mayor. This is the, we are the most dishonorable country on this planet. Us as adults talk about the president, talk about the mayor, and then you wonder why your kids won't listen to you. You sow in the spirit, you sow in the seed. I told, I told the guy, one time I said, you better keep your mouth off Donald Trump. He kept doing it, went public with it. Next thing you know, his wife treated him just like he treated Donald Trump. Why? Because whatever, do not be deceived. Whatever a man sow, he gonna reap it. He gonna reap it. You keep talking, and then when they talk about you, don't, don't all of a sudden now. Do not be deceived. If you do it, it's coming right back. Don't nobody love me who you love. Y'all learning something? Now, let's look at Galatians. Chapter 5, verse 18 through did I do? through 25. We're gonna look at it in context and we're out of here. Who got their uh their uh Bible out on their phone? You do? Okay, cool, cool, cool. You and Shanika, okay. Galatians, chapter five, verse 18. We're gonna look at this thing in context. Because a lot of times we'll pull a scripture out, but you wanna look at Look at it in context, which is post-text and pre-text, pretext pre-text and post-text also. It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Say amen. That's your scripture. Okay, hold on to that one. All right. Verse 19 says, now the works of the flesh are obvious. (laughs) Now, here it lists 15, 9 plus 6. Nine is finality and judgment. Six means flesh. It says, now the works of the flesh are obvious to who? All of heaven. Come on now. To people who are spiritually mature. Come on now. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity. Idolatry, sorcery or witchcraft, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions. How many of y'all know what dissensions is? Okay, dissensions is disagreement. When you have a disagreement and that disagreement causes you to sow discord. Factions. What are factions? It's when you have a disagreement and it causes you to sow discord, but then you bring it on a group of people. I'm telling you because at the end of this, it says you won't inherit the kingdom of God. Stop because you're just messing your destiny up. You will never mess up the work. The devil has already been defeated, the work of the enemy has already been destroyed. You're nothing. (laughs) He can move you out the way with a cough. The work would never be interfered with. You can never stop the work. Satan, no, he can't stop it. That's why he tries to sow discord amongst us, because he know unity is how this thing happens. Compound unity. He know if we can't all come together, it can never grow. He know if you're not going to be patient with one another, then it will never grow. He know if you will never have peace and joy and you'll never be kind and gentle to one another, he know it will never grow. He knows if you don't have if we don't have the eight, <laughs> we don't have love. He knows if we don't have the nine, there'll be no fruitfulness. He knows it. Furthermore, if you're sowing discord or you're causing factions, you ain't winning souls. That's the least thing on your mind. The Bible said that Satan is, is subtle, he's cunning. He's very clever. He doesn't tell you hate somebody. He gives you a reason to hate them. He don't say, hate Dr. Hardy. Nope. He he have her come in with a with, with a pink dress on and you just and tell you, don't you just hate pink? Look at her. Why she got that on? And then you like, ooh, I hate that dress. She should just need not to wear that dress. <laughs> he didn't tell Eve to disobey God. He didn't tell the he just he just he's keeping something back from you. Surely you won't die. He doesn't tell someone to be a homosexual or he don't tell somebody to commit adultery. He show you what your spouse is not doing and then tell you you deserve better than that. And then you agree with it and start saying, mm, look at shorty over there. <laughs> he's a master of deception. He plays on your feelings. He plays on your emotions. He plays on the different things that are going on in your life to get you to think a certain way but not us. You know why? Because we're going to stay baptized. We're going to stay baptized. Okay? We're going to stay submerged in his spirit, in his presence, until we become, until we become like a tree. What does tree bring forth? Fruit. Twenty-one, Verse 21, envy, drunkenness, carousing, And then he said, and anything similar. So if it's even around the ballpark, stop. Why? He says, because he says, I am warning you about these things as I have warned you before. That those who, hold on, practice. Okay, this is why I liberate you. Practice. All right? We ain't talking about do one time. Okay, I got to liberate you. Because I don't want to think you make you do it one time, and all of a sudden you ain't got no blessings. No, the Holy Spirit is trying to work something in us and at the same time work something out of us. God coming in us pushes Satan out of us. God push Christ coming in us, pushes Adam out of us. Okay. It said, and those that practice such things will not inherit. The kingdom of God. Everything that he has, he makes a table. He he, he prepares a table before your enemies. And if you're acting like the enemy, you can't get the table. You can't eat at the table. He's preparing it before your enemies. So if you're at the table, he can't even sit you at the table. Because the table is at his household. Because the kingdom of God is Righteousness, joy, and peace. Verse 22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Faithfulness is a hard one. Gentleness and self-control. The law is not against such things. The law is not against such things. What such things are we talking about? Denying. If you are fruitful in the spirit, the law is not against you. What's the scripture I gave you, Chris? Huh. So if I'm led by the spirit, then I'm not under the law. If I have these nine, the law can't be against it. So that must mean that walking in the spirit can be measured by those nine. That means walking in the spirit. We ain't got to size everybody else up. Trust me, you got enough on your own plate to be sizing somebody up. You got enough on your own. You got enough going on in your head, in your heart in your household, to be sizing anybody up. You got too much to be working on. Stay focused. Stay baptized. When you baptize in the Spirit, you hear in the Spirit. Watch this. Verse 24. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Self-control. That's what self-control looks like. I crucify my flesh of passions and desires to do what? His will. To do his will. I crucify it. It tells me to be angry and I intentionally go for joy. It tries to disrupt me and I intentionally go for peace. It gives me every reason not to like a person and I I ain't having it. I'm not having it. I'm not having, I'm staying in love, why? Because that's where all my blessings are. Okay, that's what my, that, watch this, watch this. That's what the real power is. Mm. That's why I'm trying to tell y'all, look, I don't care nothing about your gift. If it ain't working in love, <laughs> love is the real power, it takes power to love. Okay? Gentleness is the real power. Kindness, that's a real power. Because it takes all of you. You be boiling. Ooh! About to to pop. That's when you need the power. Not to lay hands on somebody to heal them. You need to heal yourself. Surely you would say, uh, what Jesus says, surely they would say, Physician, heal thyself. Let <laughs> me read that one again. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have been crucified, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Verse 25, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep step with the Spirit. Okay? You can't walk in something you're not living in. You can't walk in something you're not living in. Okay? You can't walk in something that you're not living in. You can't walk in the spirit if you're not living there. No more than you can walk in Russia. Come on. More more than you can rock. Well, you can't walk in Stockbridge if you ain't in Stockbridge. <laughs> you can't walk through your house if you're not in your house. You have to be in it to walk in there, to live there, to hear there. If you're not living there and walking there, you can't hear there. How many of y'all can hear what's going on in Mexico right now? I wonder why. Because <laughs> you're not living there, you're not walking there, so you're not in the atmosphere of it. That's why I'm trying to I'm, look. I have nothing against gifts, but you can't. You're not supposed to hear through your gifts. The gifts are for ministry. That's for ministry. That's for ministry. That's what helping other people. You need to be baptized to help yourself. <laughs> you don't need a prophetic word. <laughs> what is the Holy Spirit trying to work in us? Love. How is he trying to work it? Through the other eight. I'm going to do that again. I don't, feel like I, I don't feel like I got the appropriate participation. All right? What is, the, what is the Holy Spirit trying to work in? Watch this. Us. How is he working to love in us? Through the eight. So why should we stay baptized? So that eight can be worked in us. The lack of the eight is what should provoke you to stay in his presence. What is the proof that the baptism is working? The mind of Christ. His divine nature. That's the proof. That's what the divine nature is. It's those nine. That's why the Bible says what you will receive... We're going to talk about this next week, all right? You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, right? But Christ is the power. Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit is not the power and wisdom of God. Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. The folks of the Old Testament had the Holy Spirit. (laughs) You have Christ. You have the power and the wisdom of God in your DNA. You're capable. He would never ask you to do something that you were not capable of doing. If you could not love, he would not tell you to do it. If he did not equip you to love, he would not tell you to do it. He would not ask you to do it. He would not require it. If you couldn't do it, We have come to know and believe the love that he has for us. Paul talked about an inseparable love. He said, I'm fully persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of Christ. That's where it starts. (laughs) That's where it starts at. Then Paul talked about a perfect love, Chris, that cast out all fears. So it's a love that makes you increasingly bolder and bolder and bolder. And bolder. You see it amongst children who grew up with good parents. With both of their parents, they have so much confidence and then you take a child that they, they grew up in an orphanage, they have less confidence. Why? Because the thing, the DNA, and, and, and the relationship never corresponded. Therefore, love is tested through the eight. I'm telling y'all now, okay, because the father wants to expedite this ministry. All right, here we go. He wants to expedite his blessings to you. He wants to expedite your career, your finances. So what he's going to always do is put you through these tests to see if those eight are there. I want you to see everything that you go through particularly just this, this, just let's just go through this week okay we ain't go, you know we this is a this is forever this is a forever thing okay but just this week I want you to pay attention to those eight matter of fact I want you to study those eight because you need to know what they look like you need to know what are they you don't need to come here and hear me talk about the uh, uh, the nine fruit of the spirit but then by definition you don't know them which means that if you get into an encounter you you won't even know if you have it or not That's why the Bible says study, come on, to show yourself approved. You got to know what love is. If you don't know what love is, you can't give it away. God so loved the world. That's deep. That's deep. God so loved the world. That means the people and the systems that totally oppose him. Mm. That's your expectation. He expects you to do that. He expects you to love the people who are totally against you. The Bible says you owe no, owe no man nothing, but what? To love them. God is love, so you owe every man love, which means you owe every man the right to see the Father in you. You owe it to him. You owe it to every man for them to see the Father, not a stank attitude, not a shrug show, I don't care, none of that. You owe every man on this planet the right to see the Father through you. That's why Jesus said you are light. You are salt. You are ambassadors. You are a city set on a hill, which means when it's totally darkness, they see you. (laughs) If they want to get out, they can see you. If they lost, they can see you. Oh, You owe every man that right. You owe them. You owe every man. Your mother, your father, the people who did you wrong, you owe every person. I don't care what they did to you. You owe them according to your heavenly father. Whether they did you good or bad, you owe them love. If you're Abba's child. If you're Abba's child. Now, what if we recognized if Abba was present or absent solely on our love life? What if we judge our spiritual walk by those eight? What if we judge our anointing by those eight? <laughs> our power by those eight? Not our gifts, this is the compound unity. You can't have God without having love, and you can't have love without having those eight. Amen? Let's stand to our feet.